0: Well, we have been in a series called Abounding in Love, and I believe we're wrapping it up. Uh, I believe we're wrapping it up tonight. And, uh, but <clears throat> just had a few more things that I just wanted to, to cover and um, touch on, uh, emphasize. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 12. We'll read these verses that we've read. First Thessalonians 3, verse 12 says, And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that He may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. In the Amplified, it says, May the Lord cause you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another. Everybody say this, say, I am increasing, I am, increasing. I am excelling, I am, excelling. I, am I am overflowing in love. In love. It says, I, he, he's, uh, he's praying basically, may the Lord cause you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that he may strengthen and establish your hearts without blame in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints verse 13 the second part of that says so so that he may so that you would overflow excel and increase in love so that he may strengthen and establish your hearts without blame so that you would be established as you walk in love you're established you walk blameless you walk in strength because God's way is strength we want To be walking in love because it's the strong way. Philippians 1 verse 9 says, This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That you may abound still more and more said in verse 9, Amplified Classic, same verse, says, This I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight. That we would increase, that we would develop in love, that we would be able to flow more and more in this. Well, you think about it, if love is God's way, if God is love, then the more you develop and the more you walk in love, the more you're walking like God, the more you're going to experience His fullness of life in the world. You're going to be on the right track. You're going to be doing the right thing. Anytime we're walking in love, we're walking in tune with Him. Now let's look at Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14 It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Let's look at verse 14 again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sons and daughters of God, children of God. So as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. In other words, children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And verse 16 says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So how are you going to know that you are a child of God? Because, the, because God is going to bear witness with your spirit. Now we are led by His Spirit. We are led by His Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. Now, if you're led by His Spirit, and His Spirit is love, then you're going to be led in love. And how you're going to be led is by your Spirit, which is your heart. It's not going to be your head. It's not going to be your flesh. It's going to be your heart. That's that's where God is going to lead you from. 1 John 4, verse 7 It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So love is of God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not know or does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God is love. He doesn't love. He does love, but it's not just He loves. He is love. Now, He is love, and we are His children who are led by Him. And if we're led by Him, then we're going to be led in love, but it's going to be by our spirit. That's, how, that's the place He's going to lead us through. That's where you're going to be hooked up. 2 Corinthians 5.17 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We've talked about this in different contexts. In this context... Talking about love. What part of us has been made new? We're going to see that. It's our spirit. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Well, your mind has not been made new. We've been talking about on Sundays about renewing our mind, making it new. But your mind isn't automatically made new, isn't automatically reprogrammed with the Word of God when you get saved. Your body obviously is not. If you, when you get born again, when you trust God, your body is the same. If you pray the, uh, to trust God, you, you say, I confess the Lord Jesus, believe in my heart God has raised Him from the dead. Lord, I need a Savior. I trust You. Call on You right now. You get done. You're born again on the inside, but on the outside, you're the same. Okay? Okay? So we look the same on the outside, our mind's the same. It's our spirit that's been made new. That's the new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.21, just a few verses down, says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The part that became the righteousness of God is our spirit. You know, your, your mind needs to be renewed. You could still have bad thoughts. After you get born again, and like we've talked about Sundays, you need to do something with those thoughts, but they could be there. So it's not completely, it's not all cleaned up and you never have another thought. Um, those thoughts don't necessarily come from you. They can come from the outside. Satan will give you thoughts. But your, your body, your, your flesh is your flesh. Your flesh wants to do what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, you can train your flesh, but it's still going to want. You let it go, it's going to go. You know, you can stop doing certain things because you train it. You tell it what to do. Paul said, I I put my body under. And your flesh, uh, you know, your flesh is just, it doesn't want to do something. Like, let's say it doesn't want to exercise. You make it exercise. And then when you get done exercising, your flesh will be like, yeah, we did that. No, we didn't. You didn't do it. If I would have listened to you, I would have gone back to bed. Your flesh, and if you just, you know, it, you get to where, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. And then it's like, oh, look what we did. You know, look, we're, we're getting to, our, to where we need to be. Now, if I'm listening to you, I'm just sitting on, on the, the, the couch watching TV, eating whatever. And if we start letting it go that way, that's exactly where it's going to go. It'll just any discipline you have, it, it, your flesh is just going to do what it's told. So if it, you don't tell it to do anything anymore, it's just going to go. It's gonna to default to the lowest common denominator. It just keep going down. Everybody's flesh is like that. It ain't gonna change. You're you're gonna go when you leave this earth. You still, I mean, by that time you will still have been dealing with your flesh. You can keep it under, but it's still flesh. Everybody's flesh is stinky. Don't don't mean because you haven't taken a shower. It just doesn't want to do. It just doesn't want to do godly things. It. But it will if you tell it what to do. But you got to keep it in check. In other words, you let it go, it's just going to go. So we got born again and we got made new. It's the Spirit that's made new. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. So you have three parts. You are a spirit, you have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. And our, the part that's been made new is our spirit, is our heart. Let's look at 1 Peter 3, verse 1. Just going through a, a few of these verses in this context, just talking about the fact that, that we are we're three in one. I mean, really, you're one and you, know, you walk around in a body, it's your earth suit, and you have a, a soul, your mind. It says, wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, and even if, if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So now talking about, you know, in context, wives relating to the husband. But verse 4 says, you know, uh, verse 3 and 4, it saying, don't don't let your beauty, talking specifically to wives here, don't let it be all outward. It's not preaching, a, it's not, saying anything against wearing uh, jewelry or anything like that. It's just saying, don't let that be it, where you're trying to do everything on the outside, but it, there's nothing going on on the inside. It's a don't let it be that. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. So that's the real you. That's, what, that's the part that's been made righteous, and that's the part you want to shine through. Yeah, I mean, you could look good on the outside, but if the inside's gross, then you're missing the point. I mean, you you want to be able to flow, as a Christian, the inside's been made new, and you want to flow with that. You want to hook up with that. Let's look at Romans 5.5. So if that's the part of us that's been made new, that's the part that's been righteous, Been made righteous, been holy. That's the part that we hear God with. You know, we read in Romans, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So that's the part that's connected with God. And then we read in 1 John, God is love. Well, where is He? He's in. Your spirit's the part that's been made new. The, the, the spirit of God dwells in your spirit. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You, I mean, your, your spirit dwells in your body, so you say your body is, but really your spirit's on the inside of you. That's the part that's hooked up with God, that's alive to God. So look at Romans 5.5. 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out where? in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts. So it's not been poured out in our head. And it certainly has not been poured out in your flesh. So the part of us that's going to hear God, and that's hooked up with God, And that's been right made righteous is our heart. And that's the part where love has been poured out. That is very, very important when we are endeavoring to walk in love. Because you will have trouble. You could have trouble with your flesh. We already said your flesh just wants to do what it wants to do. And it's selfish not care about anybody else. Your flesh doesn't love anybody. Not anybody. The only way your flesh is going to like something is if it gets something back. But that is not the same as loving something or somebody. You know, your flesh might love potato chips or chocolate or, what? you know, what is it? It's just how I feel, how, how it makes me feel. Well, if somebody else Makes you feel good. Well, they, well, I love... No, that's not the same thing. Because love will do to the, for the other person regardless if they do anything to you. So you can't look to your flesh. And love is of the heart. It's not of the head. So you can't look to the thoughts you have about people to determine if you're walking in love or not. We can't look to how we feel emotionally, which is your head, which is your mind, will, and emotions, your soul. You can't go by that. You can't go by the fact that, you know, your emotions are distraught with, you're around somebody, and then you think, well, I I don't love them. Hold on. Are you a Christian? If you're a Christian, then we've already read, you have the love of God poured out where? Where? In your heart, in your spirit. So it's there. You couldn't say you don't have it. it it's not poured out in your head. Yeah, but if my emotions, they just need to line up and then I'll know that, you know, I'm really walking in love. No, that's not true. Did you hear me? People have it backwards sometimes. Well, when, that, when the emotions cease, then I know that I'm okay. That's backwards. You wait till your emotions cease, you might be waiting the rest of your life. Well, I need my emotions to line up. You know, and I know people are well-meaning. So they say, well, if you just don't think about certain things at all. You might have a thought about somebody. It's what you do with the thought. But, you know, if you have a thought about something and an emotion comes with somebody. Satan will jump on you immediately and say, see, and condemn you. You could have, an, um, you can have a thought to do all kinds of things. You could be walking down the street and, or, you know, in a store, you could have a thought that's like, steal that. And you'd probably be like, no way. I'm not going to do that. But you had a thought. Well, that means you're guilty. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're guilty just because you had a thought. You can have a thought in your head about all kinds of stuff. Satan will plant thoughts coming across your head. You can't stop that. You can't stop a thought in your head any more than you can stop an airplane from flying over your head. What are you going to do? It's how many miles up in the air? Well, airplane flew over me. So what? You didn't have anything to do with it. So a thought goes through your head about stuff. And Satan can give you a thought and say, see, you didn't forgiven that person. See, you don't like him. Well, he's good at that. He'll try to get you, he'll give you a thought about something and then try to condemn you for that thought. Well, if you sit there and meditate on it, that's one thing. we gotta, we got to put it out of our head. Yeah. we got to do something with it. But you don't go by your emotion. You don't go by what you feel. If you're going to deal with somebody, you don't say, well, let's see. Let me determine if I love you or not. Ooh, how do I feel about you? Oh, I feel so ooey-gooey. Okay, I love you. Because that's the way a lot of people do it. I think, I, I think I'm in love with you. Isn't that the way they do it in the rom-coms? I, I, I love you. You know, over these last 36 hours that I've been with you, I've come to fall in love with you. And now, not that the way they do it in the movies sometimes, you know? rob cobs every rob cob is like the same formula you know what's going to happen before the movie starts it's just <laughs> what are the people's names and where are they from and what new england vis- you know village are they visiting on a business trip you know and who's overworking that needs a break and then they can see what's really in front of them and then they meet them and oh my gosh now i realize i love you we're going to spend the rest of our life together because we, had, you know, got to know each other for 4 days in Vermont or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? I saw a meme somebody, I don't know, Brianna said it to me or something. It, it was a, a girl, a lady and she was like she was taking a film or so she goes, "Okay, tell me what I'm doing wrong." She goes, "I'm in Vermont." Yeah, <laughs> I'm single. I've been here for five days and there's not one guy, I haven't seen a guy that's come up, asked me to go to coffee with him or anything. What am I doing wrong? Because in the rom-com, this is always what happens like in the Hallmark movies. What am I doing wrong? So, yeah, you could go by just what you, oh, I, I, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to get married to you because, oh, I feel like I love you. That's not a good reason to get married because that feeling can change. Could be all the ice cream and coffee or whatever you've been drinking and, you know, you're just on vacation so you feel good about the world and then there's a person in front of you and you say, well, I feel good about you. That's not the same as being married for decades. So you don't go by what is in your head and what are you feeling to determine uh, if, I'm, if I love something or I'm walking in love. That's not how we determine. We're talking about the God kind of love because what people call love is not love. It's, it's, it's emotional a lot of times. And that changes and then people say, well, I don't love you anymore. We've fallen out of love. Don't like, I don't love you, I just don't feel it. W- what is that? I don't feel it. So my mind's changed, so I don't, I'm not in love. You can't go by your head. You can't go by your emotions. We need to pay attention to what's going on down on the inside of us in our spirit, in our heart, because that is the part of our being. That is the real us. That's the part of us that's been made new, that's made, made righteous. That's the part that God leads. That's the part where God is. And that's the part where God has poured out His love by the Holy Spirit. It's in our heart. So that's how we're going to know, that's how how we're going to understand the love of God is not through our head, it's going to be through our spirit. So we need to look in our heart, in our spirit. You may have unloving thoughts, like we said, that you may have something that is a, Goes through your head or, you know, toward your spouse or your sibling or whoever. You may have unloving thoughts, but we need to look past what's going on in our head and look in our heart and say, wait a minute. What does my spirit say? What does my spirit say? What's going on in my heart? Because we have the love of God in our heart. Just because we have a thought, that's not a bad thought. That's not who we are. As a Christian, if we don't understand this and not, when I say understand, I'm saying you understand it to the degree that we put it into practice. It's not hearing it. You know, just because we've heard it, well, I understand that. But, and then we go right into thinking about what's in our mind, what's in our emotion, and I know that. I I quote unquote I know what I'm supposed to do, or I know what love, where it is, but anyway, and just put it aside and go, well, that's not going to do anybody any good. That's just religion is when we look down and go, look, I got these thoughts, I have these emotions, but my heart is born again. God is indwelling me, and He is love. So I'm going to look down in there, and I am going to flow with my heart. What does my heart say? What does the Bible say about what's in my heart? We read some of these verses. What, what is the Bible say? What does the Bible say about the truth of who I am because I'm a Christian? And I need to let that dominate anything else. What, what my flesh feels like, what my head is going through my head, I need to let look in my heart and let that. Be the determining factor, I need to, to, to operate from my heart. This applies in every, really every area. As a Christian, we're supposed to live from our heart, not our head. You can make decisions out of your head and they can be wrong. You, if you, the Bible said, we, we read in Romans, you, you, uh, that children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Well, He's going to lead you by your heart, by your spirit, not by your head and it goes, it goes in every area, but it goes in this area too. You can't go by your head when you're determining how you're to walk in love or if you're in love. The fact is, if you're a Christian, you have love in you. You've, you know, may have heard Brother Hagen, uh would tell the story uh, about this, this couple, wanted to, to meet with, I believe it was him and Aretha, but anyway, it was, he was talking to them at, at least. They, they met after a service. And she, and the, the lady was distraught. And she she you know, you know she's like, What's your problem? And she said, I hate my mother-in-law. I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, Okay, and, he, and he's talking to her. And he said, Well, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. And and she's like, I know, if I mean, if I don't ha- if I don't love my mother-in-law, then I, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm not. I'm not walking in love. I'm not doing the thing that I should do, be doing as a Christian. And he let her go on for a little bit. And she's distraught about it because she said, if I don't love my mother, I mean, that's a problem anyway. You know, somebody in your family. But she's saying, I'm a Christian and I, I, I hate my mother-in-law. This is a problem. And then I feel like I, as a Christian, then this I'm in serious trouble. And if I looked at her and said, you you don't hate your mother-in-law. She goes, yes, I do. I hate my mother-in-law. He said, I want you to say, I hate my mother-in-law. And this time when you say it, check on what's going on down in here. And she said, I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, what's going on down in here? And she said, there's something scratching me down there. And he said, that's your spirit trying to get your attention. He said, you don't hate your mother-in-law. You've got the love of God shed abroad in your heart. Your spirit is alive to God. You love your mother-in-law. You're just acting out of your flesh and your head. And so she ended up going on, and she started... He's, you know, he told her, you, you don't say that. You operate out of your spirit. And he, she started... Changing her behavior, and acting on that, and he came back to her. He saw her later, and she said, "I don't hate my mother-in-law. She's not a bad lady. She's a good lady. I just I was looking at stuff bad, and I went, and I are wrong, and I I started, you know, uh, you know, just being nice to her and and believing the best of her, and it's amazing. I mean, we're we're getting along very well now. But she was convinced she hated her mother-in-law." She was convinced, I, I, I hate, and this is a problem. I, 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 I'm not supposed to have these feelings, and I, I'm not supposed to be like that. But she's operating out of her head. Her heart, all the time, was trying to get her attention, saying, I'm here, and the love of God's here. And if you yield to that, the, the, her spirit's trying to get her attention to yield to it. But you can be dominated by the other parts of your being. You can be dominated by your flesh. You can be dominated by your mind. And all the the, 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 the time, your spirit has the love of God poured out, we read. So we have to flow from our heart. We have to choose to yield to our heart. Just because it's been poured out does not mean it's automatic To flow with your heart. It's not. You have to make the choice. You have to decide that what's in my heart, what the Word of God said, that's what I'm going to act on. Instead of saying, you know, like this, I hate my mother-in-law, you start saying, I love my mother-in-law. Your head might go, what? No, we know we hate her. She's done this and this and this. We hate her. And she had to push past that and say, no, according to well, the Bible and according to what's been poured out in my heart, I'm choosing to say I love. You know, um, my pastor in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, he, he gave this example from the pulpit. So, I mean, public, not like it's done anything private or anything. He, he gave this more, and, more than once over the years. Um, illustration. You know, at a period of time, he there was a period of time where he and and his wife, they were not on good terms. And just like what we were talking about, just was like, um, don't feel it anymore. Don't love you anymore. Don't have anything. Nothing. Just like, don't love you. And he went to God about that. And through, through whatever means, he, God, God spoke to his heart. You start saying you love her. You say you love her. And he started saying, I, I love, you know, I love her. I love my wife. And it was just like, "I well, we don't. You know, you, you, feel, you, you want to say no, that's not true. But, and you say he started to say it. And over time, he's just no, you know, love and said her name. And over time, he, he realized stuff was starting to change. His feelings were actually changing. But what was he hooking up with initially? His heart. Here's his heart. I mean, he's married. He's a Christian, so he's got the love of God poured out in his heart, but he is married, and that's God's will for him to be joined to that one. Well, she's a Christian, they're a godly couple. That's God's will, so he's hooking up with God, even though his head is saying, No, 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 we don't, no. Time out, liar. <laughs> You're lying. No. you're you're disagreeing with your head. That's different. You're not, your head's subject to change. You're saying, this is true because this is where my heart is and this is what God's word says, so I'm going to agree with him. That's not lying. That's agreeing with the truth. And so he started doing that, and pretty soon the feelings started following. So eventually, he is feeling those, those feelings of love, but that's not you know, people wait till they feel the feelings, you're done. I mean, you know, if they're in a situation like that, you feel nothing, if you're just waiting around for it to change, you're probably going to go the other direction. Because if you already feel nothing, then everything they do is getting on your nerves. You're just, you're waiting for it to change, but all you're getting is more negative feedback that, no, oh, this is definitely going in the wrong direction. But if you step in there and go, wait a minute, I'm not flowing from my head, I'm flowing from the wrong place. This is truth, and I'm going to flow with my heart. I'm going to look down at my heart, and I'd realize, wait a minute, there's something down there. I don't hate her. I love her. I'm going to start saying I love her. You may choke on those words. I love her. I love her. Love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. I love her. Driving home from work. I love her. love my wife. She's a good wife. love her. You know, it took a while, but they restored their marriage, and they were in love and are in love today. It didn't just happen just because they were like, well, let, you know, uh, my flesh should feel something, my head should feel something. It's because you, you flowing with what's truth and what's God's word and what is in the heart. See, er, uh, love is of the heart. Romans 10, uh, was it 10, verse 10 says, with the heart, for the heart, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made until salvation. Faith is of the heart. You believe with your heart. Well, love is of the heart. You don't love with your head. True love, you don't love with your head, you love with your heart. And God's, the God kind of love, you're loving with your heart, you're not loving with your head. You believe with your heart, you don't believe with your head. It's coming from the same place, it's coming from our spirit. That's how we flow, that's how we walk. When we think about love and when we think about it in relation to other people, we've got to go to where, what what is going on in here? Because if we go by the other things, we're going to be misled and derailed. Because if you feel a certain way towards somebody, and it's not good, if you act on that, you will be led off the path that God has for you. If you hook up with your heart, even if the feelings are contrary, you'll get to the right place. You'll get to the right place with that relationship. Emotions are bad leaders. They're bad leaders. Your flesh, like we already said, bad leader. You don't let your flesh lead you anywhere. All kinds of problems. So that leaves our heart. In these areas, we got to look to our heart. We have to say, God, what are you saying? If you look to your head, then Satan can beat you up left and right because that means if you had a bad feeling, all of a sudden he'll say, you're doing it wrong, and he'll derail you. If you're used to being led by what's going on in your head, then you just have a blip and you feel bad and then you feel like your relationship's messed up and you go in the wrong direction. So we have to become accustomed and grow. When we talk about growing in love, this is a major part of what we're talking about, abounding in love, increasing all those things that we said earlier that we increase and excel and overflow in love, we need to become accustomed to flowing from our heart. Then we'll start to realize whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to walk in love, and we've talked about what that looks like in different areas, but I'm going to act in love. Why? Because I feel like it? No, because it's coming from my heart. Oh, my, my, I had a thought about something. Don't look to that. I look to my heart. My flesh wants to do something, but I don't look to that. I look to my heart. We're going to start abounding and increasing in love because we are becoming accustomed to looking on the inside. Your your mind wants to say, I hate that person. You're looking on and no, I don't. I love them. Uh, Shut up. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to treat them well. I'm going to say the right thing. Instead of saying I hate, instead of saying I don't like, I'm going to say, well, I love them. Again, we're not saying, talking about being a doormat all that. We've covered a lot of that. But we've got to start looking to our heart. We have to flow from our heart. As we flow from our heart, our heart is a reliable source. Our heart, if we're a Christian, is how God leads us. Our heart, if we're a Christian, is, has the love of God shed abroad. That's how God's going to communicate with us. So we're going to be led in the right way. Amen.